0: Thanks for tuning in to the Brooks Free Library Podcast. My name is Emily Mylan. I'm the Assistant Director here at Brooks, and I'll be hosting the Know Your Town series. The Know Your Town podcast series is a cooperative effort of the Brooks Free Library and the Town of Harwich Voter Information Committee. We invited the heads of each town department to join us to answer some questions about operations, how COVID impacted their workflow, budget questions, and just general information that would be helpful for the public to know. So grab your coffee and settle in. We'll be back in just a moment with today's guest. Welcome back, podcast listeners. Today, I'm joined by Police Chief Dave Gilmet. Thank you so much for joining me today, Dave. Oh,
1: you're very welcome.
0: So before we dive into the questions, why don't you give us a little bit of background about yourself um, and your Position uh, as police chief.
1: Sure, I've I've uh, been here at Harwich PD as as the police chief for about a little over five and a half years. I uh, I came in July of 2015 from uh, the Sandwich Police Department, where I had served uh, a number of different roles for uh, 28 years. Uh, worked my way up uh, through the ranks from a part-time police officer to uh, the second in command of the police department as uh, the operations lieutenant, and then I was uh, I was extremely Extremely proud to be able to uh, come to Harwich as chief and and join uh, this great department. So um, that's that's just a little bit about my my background in policing, but added in about total of uh, thirty three years now.
0: So I think most listeners are aware of the primary responsibility of the police department, right? Law enforcement and public safety are obviously. Um, a large part of what you do, but can you dive a little bit deeper into the variety of responsibilities your department handles? And if you can specifically highlight some ways that COVID impacted that over the last year.
1: Well, sure, you know, I think it's interesting. You you started with what's the mission and that's obviously a, a very basic question that, that uh, all departments should be able to answer. So sometimes we answer that by actually writing out a mission statement, which is what we have done here. Uh, at Harwich PD, and I'll just read the uh, the first part of it, uh, which states the members of the Harwich Police Department believe in making a positive difference in our community by providing legitimate and equitable law enforcement with a strong focus on active community engagement and community service. Our primary concern is the health, well-being, and safety of all those we serve. So as you alluded to, what's included in that is a variety of law enforcement and community engagement activities. Uh, That runs the gamut, obviously, from making arrests to engaging with our youth and our elderly population and our business community and just getting out there and and solving problems.
0: Were there any ways that your ability to serve the community were impacted during the pandemic?
1: Yes, absolutely. Uh, This is, you know, uh, as I alluded to in our our budget presentation last Saturday, it's probably been one of the most challenging years uh, for law enforcement uh, that I can remember ever in the 33 years I've been at it. So um, it kind of turned everything on its head. Um, our our strong belief as a, as a police department in community engagement and community service uh, really got severely curtailed because of the limited face-to-face contact that, um, you know, we all had to uh, do away with in order to try and stay safe and healthy. So it did impact our community engagement activities. You know, things like... Uh, um, you know, our, our officers coaching uh, sports, those were all canceled, um, you know, doing something as simple as presenting a, a talk to a group of seniors at, at the community center, you know, at a, at a community breakfast, things like that. Those were all uh, gone. So it limited us uh, in, in our ability to engage with the community, but it did not limit us um, in our emergency response or, you know, our core mission, uh, providing, you know, safety safety and security to the community. That uh, the officers did not miss a step and they continue to get out there and respond. And I'm extremely proud of them for doing that because it was uh, in the face of great uh, risk and uncertainty.
0: Okay, so um, you've given us a good overview of kind of what the department does and your mission. Can you talk a little bit about how you interact with the other departments in town? I mean, I think it's pretty safe to say that you have some level of interaction with every department.
1: In town. We do. I was, I was thinking just exactly that uh, in preparing for this. Uh, it's true. Obviously, there are some departments that we end up interacting with uh, on a much more regular basis. And I will use the fire department as an example. Um, great group over there. Uh, we work hand in hand with them as you, as you're well aware, you know, at at emergency scenes, car crashes, structured fires, medical emergencies, things of that nature. Um, we're always together, um, performing that function together. And, uh, it's a great department to work with. Um, you know, some of the, uh, but we also interact with some of the smaller departments, uh, you know, uh, conservation and, and I, I would be remiss if I did not mention, uh, um, Megan Eldridge and her assistance to us as the health director at that time. Um, she was down in our EOC in the early, uh, weeks and months of, uh, of the COVID pandemic. And she was a tremendous help providing knowledge and guidance, you know, for our department, as far as, you know, what we needed for protective equipment and what we needed to do if we had a close contact and establishing, you know, basic, uh, Operating rules for our offices to try and stay as safe as possible. So that was a huge interaction with the health department that we had really not had up until that point. So yes, there's uh, there is a good degree of of interaction all across town, and all the department heads are very supportive of of our efforts, and we try and help them out as much as we can too.
0: And our listeners will have already listened to the town administration podcast recording where Megan and Joe both mentioned being in that EOC in the early days of. The pandemic as well, so I'm glad that that you brought that up. Um, I know that other departments who were working remotely from home were um, getting that information from Megan as well, and it was just so helpful to know that there was a really cohesive team um, working in the EOC at that time because there was a lot of uncertainty.
1: Yes, it was it was surreal. Really, I had never faced anything like it in my career, and uh, but uh, now looking back a year later, it's amazing how much we have adapted.
0: Absolutely. And we always have to look for that silver lining of what is the good that came out of the situation. And I think in a lot of ways, there has been a lot of good that's come out of it. Um, There are obviously some things that we're all missing. But, you know, we've been able to pivot, you know, to remote platforms for various things like this podcast, for example, we couldn't meet face to face to record this the way that we had originally intended for Know Your Town last year so. Um, we've all had to kind of adapt and come together and find solutions. And and that's a great team building experience. Absolutely. All right. Well, you've told us now about the department's mission, how you interact with other departments. So we've talked a lot about the people and what goes into that. Can you give us a little um, glimpse of the financial piece of the puzzle in terms of the police department's budget?
1: Sure. So Deputy Chief Constantine and I actually um, just presented our, our budget last Saturday, the, the 13th. Um, we were the fifth fifth in line on, on Saturday morning there so um, and that's as, as you know or uh, that's in front of the uh, a joint meeting of the the board of selectmen and the finance committee so we had to lay out basically we were uh, under a level funded mandate um, and what that meant to our budget was uh, something very significant because as I stated in the presentation we were in the the third year of uh, collective bargaining agreements for the three major unions uh, within the police department, superior officers, dispatchers, and, and and police officers. So that third year is always the most expensive year. And um, we were looking at probably a salaries and wages budget that was going to swell to over like 5.5% around in that area, which was uh, ended up being a number that we had to cut of about $225,000. Uh, that's a very significant amount of money. And it's significant because just about 89% of our budget is salaries and wages. You know, we have a total of 43 uh, people that work for the police department. There's 35 people. Uh, Police officers, sworn police officers like myself, all the way down to the the last hired patrol uh, officer, and there's five dispatchers, civilian dispatchers, and an animal control officer, and two civilian. Uh, my assistant, Kate Farley, and our records clerk, uh, Julie Judd. So, forty three people. It's a lot of uh, employees, and that was a significant number to try and to try and meet. Um, so we ended up cutting it because we, uh, we had to. So we had to eliminate two um, full-time positions, police positions that were vacant. That's very significant to us. Um, and, I, and I explained that, but we want to be a team player and meet the level funded mandate. Um, so that's what we did. There was some, you know, in that presentation there was some uh, positive comments from uh, uh, our finance director and from a member of the, the finance committee who uh, expressed concern over that and the fact that maybe we should try and, and fund those positions however we can. so uh, I'm, I'm encouraged by that but it, it is going to be have a, an impact on us probably not this year but uh, by FY 23 we could be down a significant number of officers and it's going to be difficult to uh, recover from.
0: Well thank you for sharing that. Um, in addition to salaries and wages are there any other? aspects of your budget that you'd like to share information? Sure. About. There's
1: basically in the budget, in our budget, there's basically three broad categories. So that's how I really want to lead in here, which is salaries and wages is the biggest chunk, obviously. That's, you know, 4.1 million uh, of, uh, of a $4.6 million budget. Um, and then there are two other categories. There's expenses, which is, you know, just about uh, less than right around 10%. Uh, About, uh, you know, $473,000 for expenses. And then there's a a line item for cruisers. Uh, We also had to make significant cuts in those two smaller line items. So we ended up cutting about $33,000 out of expenses. And we ended up cutting a uh, $60,000 cruiser, which resulted in us not getting any cruisers uh, for FY22. So we're going to, we'll get through it, but it's Probably going to yeah. hurt a little bit.
0: I understand. So it sounds like, in addition to some cuts in salaries and wages, there were also cuts in terms of the police force fleet. I guess maybe it's the right word to use that in terms Correct. of cruisers, and um, and in the in the operational budget as well uh, for supplies and that Correct. sort of thing. Okay. Well, thank you for sharing that. Um, before we move on to the final question, do you have anything else you wanted to share about the budget?
1: Um, no, it was just that it was a difficult process, but I think everybody obviously went through the same uh, the same ordeal. So I'm just hoping that that uh, you know we can hold the line and um, and continue to fulfill our mission to the town and um, and looking uh, looking forward to uh, better times ahead. Hopefully.
0: Thank you, Chief. So the final question the committee um, created for this podcast was um, we were asking department heads to identify ways that residents and voters can stay informed about your department or involved in your department in some way. I know that in years past, you've had a Citizens Police Academy. Our director, library director, Jenny Hewitt, participated in that a few years ago. So I got um, kind of a secondhand view of what that was like and how much she enjoyed that and learned from that opportunity. Um, Do you want to tell us more about the police academy as well as other ways that residents can be informed?
1: Sure, absolutely. And you're you're 100% correct. You know, that that would be my number one suggestion. If you truly wanted to learn what your police department does, uh, the Citizens Police Academy, there is no better way than the Citizens Police Academy. Um, in a nutshell, it's just basically a, a class that is held once a week for about 10 weeks. We start up in the fall. It's held in our building here in the, in the, uh, training room slash EOC, which is right on the first floor off the lobby. And, um, it's, uh, run by a, a director, um, uh, who is now, uh, Pete Patel. It used to be uh, Lieutenant Considine just before he got promoted to deputy chief, but, um. Citizens Academy's programs have been around for, for quite a while, and they are extremely popular because of the fact that it is it is a fantastic way to meet your police officers, learn what they do, you know, go out on a ride along. You can even go out to the the shooting range and fire the, the firearms that the department has. Um, so it's a, a wide array of activities and knowledge, and it's... Um, you know, I, I ran one for about 14 years in the department I came from, and to a person, there was never anybody disappointed. Uh, they were all very excited uh, by the end of the program. Uh, however, the unfortunate aspect of that, uh, the budget situation we find ourselves in, is the funding for that had to be cut um, this year. Uh, so it will not be available uh, this fall, but it, we're, we're, we're hoping to find a way to get, get it back up and running In the fall of uh, 22. So um, that is the best way. Certainly a few other ways. We have a we have a website that's connected um, through the town website. It's the police department web page, I guess you could say, and it's got a lot of good information on there not the least of which is a Facebook feed, which allows us to um, push out information um, on very short notice uh, that could be important or sometimes even critical for the public to to know, like detours and severe weather and uh, things of that nature. And sometimes smaller incidents, like we found a dog and we can post a picture of the dog. That's had tremendous success, actually, from what I, from what I understand. So... Um, the Facebook page, I mean the, the web page and uh, the Facebook, probably the two other best ways to find out information about your police department. And then, if you had any any particular uh, question that you can't get answered, obviously you can always call our dispatch center or you can send an email in through the uh, through the website.
0: Well, that's great. I'll make sure that I link all of the um, resources that you've mentioned from the web page to the Facebook feed. Uh, in the show notes so that everyone has really quick and easy access to those. Um, I, I do, I do follow the Facebook page. And one of the things that I, as an information professional, am really happy to see you guys doing is um, you're always sharing scam and fraud alerts, things that, pe- you know, might be going on in the community that people should be aware of. And I yeah, think that's yeah, great It service. definitely
1: works. Definitely works.
0: It does. Well, mm-hmm. thank you so much for joining me today. I appreciate your time. And um, look forward to an in-person meeting again. Yes, me too. Thank you. Thanks for listening to this segment of the Know Your Town series. We hope you enjoyed it and learned a little something new in the process. Visit the links in the show notes for more information on the resources discussed in each episode and to sign up for alerts via the Civic Ready Alert System. If you're considering joining a town board or committee, we hope you'll visit the Voter Information Committee page on the Town of Harwich website, where you'll find a list of current vacancies and information on how to apply. Thanks for listening, and take care, everyone.